Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Today's podcast is a solo episode a bit of a life update. It's been a little while between drinks. It really has been a while between drinks in real life. Um, And it's just a casual sit down podcast chat. I have been MIA because I've been moving house and I've been MIA on the podcast, but also on social media a little bit as well. I just have felt a real pull to I guess, go inwards and also just focus on so many of the tasks that are at hand, you know, the actual tedious reality of packing up a house and moving on your own and also the, I guess, the mental load and the emotional load that goes along with that as well. It can all feel like a lot, not to mention all of the other tabs. But regardless of that, this podcast episode is not about whinging about the workload at all because I'm very, very lucky that I've had help with girlfriends and was able to book movers and all of that sort of stuff. The intention for this episode is just to sit down and have a casual chat like I normally would on Instagram stories, but I haven't been doing that because... I've just been busy. (laughs) Um, I've said a couple of times on Instagram stories that like moving is no joke, but I quite like the moving process. So I am now officially as of tomorrow, tomorrow will be Tuesday. So I'm recording this in real time. It's quarter past eight on Monday night. Um, So officially tomorrow will mark two weeks, two weeks. Yeah of moving into the house. So I don't even really know where to begin. Obviously, I have mentioned here on the podcast and socials that um, the old house I was in sold. An off-market offer came in that was just too attractive to turn down really and attractive for a couple of reasons. The market is pretty wild but attractive because it just felt... 
I don't know, like the universe was kind of conspiring to bring my attention and my awareness to the fact that it's time. It was time for a new beginning and also a real invitation, I guess, in many areas of my life to look at things and go, okay, you know, you're holding on tightly to something and you're saying it's working, but objectively, is it working? And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, I really wanted to stay in that house because I had, I guess, some pride attached to staying in that house on my own and um, obviously an attachment. And I loved, love, still love that place. And so it's hard to kind of um, allow yourself to acknowledge when something isn't really working, but you always kind of know I don't know if I'm making sense. Um, You know, it's like relationships when you can notice so many of the things are working and there's so much good there. But then when you zoom out a little bit objectively, you can identify that perhaps there's not the essential good parts that you need. Oh, I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, an offer came in on the house that was attractive and It just felt like the right timing and when it comes to timing, I'm going to talk a little bit about timing because there are a few little things that have happened along the way throughout this journey of selling the house that I've just noticed and I've really felt like, oh, they are little cosmic winks and that term cosmic winks comes from Judith Orloff, who is an author who wrote the book, um, The Empath's Survival Guide. And I've interviewed her here on the podcast. And I really, really liked speaking to Judith. And she talks about cosmic winks, which is when you notice that the universe is signaling something towards you. It's like a little sign that you're on the path, a little affirmation that you're where you should be. Now, I would consider myself to be someone who's quite logical, but I do also have that side of me that, you know, believes in the universe and jump and the net will appear and I can be a bit woo-woo for sure as I'm sat here with my crystals on my desk, but I'm also ultra logical. And so when it comes to cosmic winks and the universe and all of that stuff, I do believe that the meaning is what you make it. And when I say that, what I mean is you make the meaning mean something to you and that stems from your intuition. So you can make something that is, you know, what's the word, Um, neutral and you can attach a meaning to it, but you're doing that because there's some part of you that recognizes how you feel about it. So in terms of timing, the offer for the house came in on the day that the divorce was officially finalized. And so obviously I can't go into a lot of things, but you know, when you go through a marriage breakdown, you're separated for a a period of time, you have financial things to work out and the divorce is separate as well. Like the divorce is really just the piece of paperwork, but it was on that date that that got, you know, put through, approved, whatever the word is, finalized, that this offer came in. And for me, it was like, huh, like, what are the odds? Like the house was not even on the market 
I wasn't sure I wanted to sell it. Like there was so many, you know, question marks. And then that came in and I was like, oh, this actually feels like the right thing. And in terms of feeling like the right thing, I've had so many moments over the last couple of years, because it's now been two years, the last couple of years when I will be at peace, like I'll be walking and having a really good day and I might walk past an apartment or something smaller and I'll think to myself like, oh, I should probably be somewhere new or you know, maybe what's right for me would be to just rent somewhere for a year that is low maintenance, have fresh energy, focus on just myself and my business and really pull back on having a mortgage on my own. And so when I would notice those thoughts drop in, like they really did feel right in my body and my mind, but I was able to sort of push them aside because on paper, it didn't seem like the smartest thing to do. Um, and perhaps that's a whole other conversation versus, you know, following your logical brain versus your emotional kind of system sensation, I guess. But I've definitely had moments where I've allowed myself to imagine selling that place and moving somewhere fresh. And when I did allow myself to do that it really did feel good in my mind and my body and so the decision uh, you know I'll I'll speed through some things but the decision was made to accept the offer that came in and it was such a relief and such a release um, for me when that happened and I thought that I would be really really devastated because I guess I, you know, do have that little bit of ego tied up in it. But I wasn't nearly as devastated as I imagined it. I guess maybe that just means that it really was the right thing. In saying that, it was still a massive process because it was a very, very fast settlement from the time I accepted the offer to moving out was something like, three weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. It was all very, very quick. And that is one of my traits, whether you view it as a positive or a negative trait. <laughs> um, it's it's probably both. It's a double-edged sword. But when I make a decision, I do tend to move quickly and I'm all in and I'll just kind of steamroll forward to make it happen. And so, I mean, I don't know what the property market is like in every area of the world right now, but I know that where I live um, and, you know, quite close by here on the Gold Coast and whatnot, getting a rental is really tricky as well. And, you know, there are lots and lots of people trying to get a rental. And I just was worried then, like, okay, the sale has been made. Not worried, but I was very focused on, okay, where to next? And I knew that I didn't want to buy because I just, I'm still not sure where I want to be. And so it was a case of going, okay, I need to find a rental that I feel good about. And so I was very proactive in going along to rental inspections and putting the fields out there with real estate agents. And I had this like, I guess, kind of promise to myself when I first moved down to this area, a certain goal about where I wanted to be in the zone of this I call it Pleasantville, <laughs> this town. 
And anyway, without going into specifics, that kind of kept popping back up for me throughout this time. Like, no, no, like you had a goal on where you want to be. Stick to that goal, like really keep connecting with that vision. And so again, long story short, I ended up finding this rental that is so good. I love it so much. Um, but I really wasn't sure whether I was going to get it just timing wise and the demand and everything like that. I feel like I'm waffling, but I found this rental and it's literally around the corner from my other place. So I was able to walk past it. I was able to walk there when it was time to inspect it. As soon as I walked in, I said to the real estate agent, oh, this feels like the place that my boys and I should be. And I viewed it once and then I went home and submitted an application and this was before the sale had gone unconditional, before contracts were even exchanged, to be honest. And I was scrambling hard, like just timing wise, like, oh gosh, how am I going to pull this off? And I said on Instagram, you know, like, are you the sort of person that builds a safety net? Like you weave your safety net, you test your safety net. And you make sure everything is in place before you jump? Or are you the sort of person that jumps having faith that the net will appear? And I think that I'm not think. I'm the person that jumps and believes that the net will appear. And so I put in this application for this rental. Um, I felt so connected to it, but I couldn't even remember what the inside looked like. I I was just all sorts of like, oh, yes, it felt good. And oh, I need to secure it and kind of a bit manic maybe. I don't know. Um, again, toxic trait or a strength, who knows, depends what lens you look at it through. But I made it happen, put the application in and pursued it pretty hard to try and get it. And I was really, really, what's the word, Um, really focused on keeping my energy on getting approved for this rental because I just felt like, oh, something has to go my way, which I know sounds like such a bratty thing to say, but I was like, no, like this, this feels right. Like after so long of being in limbo and being unsure, it feels right. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And so I was really really focused and really visualizing and spending time manifesting how it would feel when I got approved for this place and this is where some of the cosmic winks come into play and again obviously I'm assigning meaning to these little innocuous um neutral interactions but there were a couple of times. So there was one time when I went for a walk and I was really thinking about the place and I could see the place from where I was walking and I set foot on the driveway and the moment my foot hit the floor, the real estate agent rang to ask me a question about my application. And I was like, okay, divine timing. I'm stood out the front of this house. 
the real estate agent's wrong. She's just inquiring about something um, because when you work for yourself, sometimes there's hoops you got to jump through. And so that was one that like when I walked home and I said to my house guests that were staying with me at the time, like, oh, that felt like a sign from the universe. And then I went up to Coles and in Coles, the real estate agent's husband was standing in the same aisle as me. And I was like, that's another sign. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm getting the, getting the go ahead that this energy is around me and it's going to happen. And so there were just a couple of little things like that. Like the name of the real estate agent kept coming up in front of me and not because I was Googling like in a different context, like say that the real estate agent is called um, Apple, I'll just say Apple. I would then kept seeing, kept seeing that word everywhere. And of course there's that beta Meinhof frequency illusion. You know, if you buy a red car, you see red cars everywhere. Oh, you guys, I'm probably not making any sense. But anyway, I just felt like it was really in the zeitgeist around me. And so when I finally received approval that the boys and I could get this place, I was so relieved. And for maybe the first time in a really long time, I felt truly, truly, truly a deep excitement. You know, I have definitely felt excited for the future and I'm always hopeful, but going through a divorce, um, then going through like a heartbreak, like having a broken heart, selling your house, moving house, all of that stuff at once just felt like so much heaviness. And so to finally have this little, you know, thing fall in my favor, it felt good. And I guess it felt good too, because I felt as though I had actively pursued it on my own and was making the choice on my own. And sometimes that's really confronting and exhausting and overwhelming to be making these choices on your own when you are, when you have experienced making partnered choices for so long. It can be a lot, but it felt exhilarating to get approved. And I was so excited because I was really focused on being able to surprise the boys because I didn't want to tell them that we'd sold the house until I could tell them where we were moving to. And so in my head, I was very clear on like, okay, I want to be able to pick them up from school. I want to be able to take them to the house. I want to take them through the house. I want to have a special soft toy waiting in their bedroom for them. And I really, really wanted to make it a super positive transition. And that happened. That happened. And they have been so good. I was not sure how they would take the news of moving, one in particular. And he did get a bit sad. And he's had some sad moments where he says that he misses that house and he misses the memories. He's such a emotional, empathetic little being. But they are doing so well here. So, so well. The place that we're in is a bit smaller than our house. And it's got this really nice void and a skylight and it has just this really open energy and the boys are moving freely between the upstairs and the downstairs spaces, which at our old house, and again, really common for kids, particularly boys with big imaginations to be fearful of, you know, going into the garage on their own or upstairs on their own. But in this place, they're just moving so much more freely, you know, like they'll be upstairs having their shower while I'm downstairs working or tidying the kitchen or whatever. Like they're not as vigilant with where I am 
They're not as focused on where is mum. And, you know, perhaps that is to do entirely with the house or perhaps it is to do entirely with just a shift in energy and perhaps, you know, they're picking up on the fact that maybe my anxiety is not as high so they don't have to be as on high alert perhaps. I'm not sure. Um, Also, like their whole life they have slept in the same bed. So despite having their own bedrooms, They've always, always shared a bed, a double bed. Um, But in this house, they love their bedroom so much. And of course, it's, you know, it's a novelty. We're only a couple of weeks in, but they're each sleeping in their own room and they're so happy. Like they're sitting in there and they're reading on their own and they're spending time in there. And it just feels, it feels really, really good. And I feel really, really proud, you guys. Like I'm, I know I'm renting. Like I, you know, perhaps people will say, what are you so proud of? You're just renting. I I don't know. But I do feel really proud that I orchestrated a move on my own. And again, it might be no big deal for some, but I've had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that has really caused a lot, like a lot of emotional stress and my resilience (laughs) has been really low and so to just be able to pull myself up by my bootstraps and go, no, fuck it. Like I'm making this happen, you know, and there were little things along the way, like the fridge, when I got the fridge delivered, they couldn't fit the fridge into the house through the doorway. So I had to arrange to have someone come and take the door off. And like, there's been little things that have popped up, but the whole move process, I'm really proud of how I've navigated it and I've enjoyed it. I really have. I've enjoyed the cull and the new space and I've let go of a lot of furniture that was in the other house and a lot of things. You know, I've bought just over a few things that were really essential and the space feels, it just feels really good. I'm sure you guys are getting the idea. I don't need to keep banging on about it, but I'm very, very happy here, which feels really, really good. Um, so what else? Obviously there are so many tedious tasks that go along with moving that I've never done on my own before from, you know, having electricity switched off to gas, to setting up the NBN, like all of that stuff, you know, even just having, getting the TV put back up on a stand, like there's just all these things that when it's just yourself, it's like, oh, the mental load is just on one person. But We're doing really, really well. And so I'm very, very happy to report. I'm feeling very much like an adult having gotten through so many tedious tasks. (laughs) So I do feel proud. Um, The other thing that I was reflecting on when I was thinking of recording this episode was when I saw a psychic um, maybe a year and a half ago. Her name's Wendy, I'm pretty sure. She was great. I really, really enjoyed my session with Wendy. And again, I don't live and die by something that a psychic or a medium or anything like that says. It was more just, you know, out of interest and a lighthearted thing to go along to. But she said to me, oh, no, you're not staying in the house. You're going to be moving a couple of houses down. And I asked her in which direction. And she told me, and that's where this place is. So whether this was in the back of my mind as well or... I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that until one of my girlfriends said to me, oh, remember, like, remember the psychic said you were going to be moving a couple of houses this way. I was like, yes, that's right. So I thought that was interesting as well. 
And just speaking of my girlfriends, I am so incredibly lucky. And I know I've said, oh, I've done the move on my own, but I've had support for sure. I've had support, you know, if there has been a time when I couldn't get to the house and a delivery was coming, one of my girlfriends would be here in a heartbeat. When I was really, really low um, a couple of months ago and going through, you know, a hard breakup and everything like that, like my girlfriends are just the best. Like they really, really are. And even, you know, touching on manifesting and visualizing earlier in this chat, when I was speaking with them about how much I really wanted to get this spot, my girlfriend Anna said to me, oh, babe, we've already had wines by that, like that outside area. Like you've got that spot. And she was like saying that she had been putting energy into imagining us in that space as well. And I just thought that's so nice. Like when you have people in your life that care about you enough to do that, it's really, really special and comforting. So I feel very, very blessed. Um, what else? I'm going to answer a couple of questions that have come through via Instagram just to round out this solo kind of life update episode. So I shall pull those up and chip through them. Okay, so there are a lot of questions about how does the new house feel? I think I have banged on about that. Um, yeah, enough that you guys know that I, I really like the feeling of it here. Feels light and airy and sunny and fresh. Um, a question about anxiety symptoms. What are your anxiety sim- symptoms? I feel like I'm going crazy. Please go and speak to your GP ASAP. Anxiety can hit individuals really, really differently. And I, you need to really go and explore what's going on for you at a holistic level. Like, You know, you might need to have some blood tests done. You might need to speak with a counsellor. You might need to look at lifestyle factors. There are so many things that could go into place that are causing you to feel anxious that, you know, I can share with you my anxiety symptoms, but it's really, really important that you focus on yours and treating your concerns so please go and speak with your GP if you don't have a great GP ask around ask around if someone can recommend one when you find a doctor that you connect with and that you feel really taken care of by it's so important um some really nice messages just saying that people have missed my mug on Instagram stories, which is very, very nice, which I haven't even mentioned. I had a surgery as well during this um, moving period too. So (laughs) it's just been a wild time, hence just really going inwards. And I touched on this at the start, but I've just really felt a call towards, um, there's a term that I heard on a Goop podcast and I think it was in relation to a book about wintering, like when you're going through like a winter season in life and you just need to kind of bunker down and hold tight. That's how I've felt. But after the winter, the seasons change and, you know, all the metaphors. Um, what else have we got here? Okay, lots of questions saying, do you still talk to your ex-boyfriend at all? We um, don't talk regularly, like it's not as though we hang out or we have long, long phone calls or anything like that. The occasional message of, hey, you know, you popped into my head, hope you're all good. There's no animosity or anger between us at all. I think there's a bit of sadness and we both miss our friend. Um, but 
yeah, there's, yeah, we don't talk a lot at all, really. Just the odd exchange here and there and everything, I think, feels fine there, you know. Um, what else? How are the boys adjusting? As I've said, they're going super, super well. I'm very, very proud of the way they've adjusted and settled. And for sure, it has to be connected to the way I've adjusted and settled because they just pick up on it. Um, did I do sleep training with my boys? Yes. Teaching the boys to sleep is the best thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. Um, I'm not sure I would have survived this parenting journey had I not been really instrumental in making sure they, that they were sleeping. Even now, I mean, they're turning eight at the end of this year. And just the fact that there's a bedtime at the end of every day, (laughs) um, is really helpful for them, for their development, but also just as a parent. Are you a feminist? Yes, of course. And I hope I'm raising feminists as well. Um, I'd say I'm a feminist in progress. I'm still learning, you know, I'm, I'm such a layered, layered thing. Um, but yes, uh, what else have we got here? Um, sorry, there are some of them that are kind of repeats. What have you been up to? Just moving house, really. Um, A question about autism. I'm recording a podcast episode actually this week speaking with a mum who I know or I knew in my youth um, who is really, really passionate about the topic. So I'm looking forward to that. I feel I am feeling lost lately. Any advice? So this is a really broad question. But feeling lost, I think so many of us can relate to that. We often feel lost when we are not feeling fulfilled or when we are disconnected from our inner knowing. And it's really easy to become disconnected from our desires and our knowing because there are so many things throughout the day that want our attention and that need our attention and pull us apart. And it's no wonder at times we feel a little bit lost like we don't have direction or purpose. My advice is to get back to basics. Do things that make you feel like you. Connect with a creative pursuit or endeavor or a passion. And, you know, passion can be a loaded thing. You know, find your passion, live your purpose. Feels like a whole lot of pressure. But what I mean by that is find something you enjoy. Find your flow state and try and connect with that. Um, just a little bit more on the daily and see if that helps you to feel more grounded. Good old meditation and manifesting as well is really helpful. Mm, what is your day on the plate looking like currently? Uh, it's not, not very exciting. I'm such a basic, boring, yawn eater. Like I just eat the same thing pretty much each and every day. Um, I have bananas, I have olives, rice cakes, hummus, strawberries, watermelon. I'm really super basic when it comes to food. I wish that I was more exciting, but I'm not. Um, Like big pumpkin salads, that sort of stuff. That's my bag. Have you ever had to end a friendship because you didn't agree with the things they were doing? That's a kind of... There are a couple of ways you could take that. Would I end a friendship with a good friend because I didn't agree with something they were doing? No, like, no, I think that, how am I going to try and word this? I'm trying to think. (laughs) I'm also getting tired now. It's nearly nine o'clock. 
I would not look at someone and hold them to a moral um, bar and be like, oh, because you've done X, Y, Z, you can't be my friend. It would be much more like if you're not treating me well or we're not treating, it's a hard one to explain. Um, but no, like I couldn't, I don't think that I would look at someone and say, oh, because you've done this, you can't be my friend. But if I found that I was repeatedly not feeling great about myself around them, or I was noticing a misalignment of values, that would be another reason perhaps to move away from a friendship. But I heard a quote recently and it was along the lines of, You know, if you love someone and you value them as a friend, you just need to commit to the whole experience of them. And I find myself applying that sometimes and I'm sure she won't mind me saying it, but like my little sister, like I love her, but she's, she's like, she's different. And so I commit to the whole experience of her and I love it. You know, like you just, I don't know, you can't force someone to be different to how they are. I don't know if that makes sense or how well that will come out. But yeah, I don't know. I think when you put expectations or try and put someone in a container, that's not actually true connection or being a good friend. What else have we got here? Um, Are your plants real? Yes, they are, but they only got delivered like two days ago. So that's why they still look great. (laughs) Be impressed if they look great in two weeks. Um, do, do, do manifesting tips. This is something I have been really focused on the last couple of weeks, really, really connecting with it. And I'm doing, um, a meditation, sorry, a manifesting practice every single night before I fall asleep. And I'm definitely sleeping better. I've said that on stories as well. I'm sleeping so much better in this place, which feels really, really good. Um, so tips on manifesting, I think being curious, about what it is that you would like out of life. Again, back to the question I answered earlier, we have so many things, so many demands on our time and attention that we forget sometimes to just be curious and daydream and wonder about what it is that we want. Um, I've been thinking of recording a manifesting meditation episode here, like a guided one where I'll just speak even more slowly and ask you questions to perhaps invoke a sense of curiosity about what it is that you might like to manifest. If that's something that you think you'd be interested in, jump over to Instagram and leave a comment and let me know because I can record that. Um, There are a couple of more questions, but a lot of them are very similar. A few people have said your, your new place looks similar to your old place. Does that bring you comfort? It's actually not I mean, there are a couple of elements that are similar in terms of both places have burnished concrete floors, but not much else is similar really um, at all. Very different. This place is a lot darker, whereas my place was very white and bright. But I will probably leave it there because I need to go to bed. I need to go and do my manifesting practice before I fall asleep. And the boys that I have an early appointment tomorrow before they go to school. So we have a 7.15 psych appointment for them. So I got to (laughs) go. I hope you've enjoyed this 
random rambly life updatey Instagram story style podcast. I do have some really great episodes and interviews coming for you. The rebrand is happening. Things are moving behind the scenes over here. Um, I was going to go into in this episode, I was going to talk to you about my plan for the next eight weeks, but I feel as though I've kind of rambled on long enough. If that's something you're interested in hearing more about, let me know because I kind of feel like I'm going to give myself like a bit of an eight-week structure of certain things. I know that sounds ominous. All right, I'm out of here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, it would mean the world if you take a screenshot, pop it up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Kylie Camps, and I will chat with you really, really soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.